Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 8888352414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. (laughs) I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And I have another exciting interview for you today. I'm on the line with my good friend, Rachel Martin. The voice behind FindingJoy.net, a website dedicated to seeking joy in life, specifically in motherhood. She has been using Facebook as a strategy in generating consistent traffic to her blog and as a result has reached millions of readers in three years with some posts generating over 100,000 likes. With one, as many as, many as 220,000 likes. She has been authoring ebooks that have also gained a lot of interest, particular among, particularly among moms. She is currently the VP for marketing for Blogging Concentrated, the conference that I spoke at a few weeks ago. You've heard about that in the past. Today, we're going to talk about how to get a ton of interaction on your Facebook page. That's what we're going to talk about today. Rachel, how you doing? I am so good. What a kind intro that was. Thank you. (laughs) You are very much welcome. We were supposed to meet a few weeks ago. You were supposed to come to Blogging Concentrated. You didn't end up coming. So this is the first time we're officially kind of, I mean, we've met online, but we're we're talking and that's taking our relationship to the next level. I'm excited about that. Oh, I am too. I am too. I am sorry that I missed you a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. You 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 owe me. So next time you're gonna like um, <laughs> buy me food or something. We'll see. We'll we'll make okay. something happen. So what we're gonna be talking about Facebook um, because you are doing a lot on Facebook. You're having a significant amount of success using Facebook to increase engagement and interaction and really build a community. And we're gonna get into that. But I want to know how did you get into all this blogging Facebook thing? Oh, the blogging thing, I just kind of started kind of on a whim, a whim and I uh, just decided I'm going to start writing and sharing my journey. And as I did, I kind of honed my voice into realizing I wanted to write more and more about motherhood. I realized something resonated there. And that's where the blogging journey started. I would say it took about a good 18 months before I knew specifically kind of where my direction was and what my voice was. And at that point, at the same time, I was starting to get more involved personally on Facebook, and I noticed that people were using Facebook to share things. So I started to realize, wow, I wonder if I should get involved in Facebook. And I became kind of my own rookie in Facebook and just started researching how to get involved and how to start putting my posts on Facebook. And it evolved from there to the point where now I really love Facebook and think of it as a huge traffic driver for my site. Awesome. So let's get somewhat of a timeline. When did you first start blogging? Um, now you're going to make me think. <laughs> I believe it was in 2010 I started blogging. And uh, I, I kind of started blogging with with no consistency. It was kind of all over the board, not knowing what I wanted to write about or what my voice was. And I believe that for some of us, it really takes a while to 
to articulate and to discover where our, our strengths are in our writing. Gotcha. So you're putting this content out there. You're, I mean, you're not really sure what you're doing, but along the way you're learning. Um, exactly. And you're kind of narrowing in on what your voice is, what you want to be talking about. And eventually you decided, what did you decide? Well, what I decided was I realized that I have a real heart for mothers and I have a real heart for uh, living a life that's full of joy in the midst of what I call probably normal or in just the days that kind of come and go in the good times and bad. And I decided that I wanted to be a voice of clarity and encouragement and hope for mothers in a world that is very often full of things that they that we're told that we should be doing or could be doing. And I wanted to kind of strip away those layers and really celebrate at the core mothers and motherhood. And that's what my voice is now. That is what your voice is now. When you started, did you have the same name, Finding Joy? I did have the name Finding Joy. That has actually been something that has been important to my to me in my entire life uh, to the point of All of a sudden, uh, about three years ago, I discovered a book that my grandmother gave me. And in the book, she had written to me, I was 12, may you live a life finding joy. Wow! And it just shook me. It was amazing to go back and realize that those words were spoken to me when I was 12. Wait, this is is after you had already started the blog, Finding Joy? It was. It was. It was an unbelievable find to go back and look in the book and see my grandmother writing those words to me. I didn't realize what an impact they had on me back then. Why is that so, so significant, this finding joy concept? Uh, the finding joy concept is really powerful to me because I think sometimes we interlink happiness and joy. And happiness, is to me, is very dependent upon the circumstance. Mm. Whereas joy is a posture of our hearts where we are willing to accept that there can be good and beauty and wonderfulness in life that sometimes honestly isn't perfect. Mm. And so it's being willing to look and see the things in life that are that we are blessed to have. It's really an attitude of gratitude that I think that finding joy encompasses. And, and that's relevant to mothers. Yes, it's relevant to fathers. It's re- relevant to children. It's relevant to everyone because there, I find that a lot of times there's so much negativity that's emphasized. When you look on the news, all you're seeing is all the terrible things that are happening that it makes it sometimes difficult to find joy in the simple things, which is why I just love this concept of your blog where you are intentionally focusing on those things that bring joy. Get, give me an example of something that you might post about um, that has that finding joy concept? Well, I I write with the hashtag a lot, uh, and I know you're into hashtags now. (laughs) I use the hashtag, little things matter. Okay. And a lot of times it is the really simple things like the moments where you slow down and you look in your child's eyes and you just learn and you want to appreciate what they're telling you or just the craft that they're doing. I mean, it can be the sunlight streaming into the window. It can be the very little things in life that are normal because I believe that when we lose normal, I've had situations where my son was in the hospital. When we are out of normal, we want normal. We want just those very simple moments of life to be able to be doing the dishes or to be hanging out with our family. And so I decided that part of my voice was to really give this emphasis on celebrating normal when we have normal, because there will be times in life where we don't have that. It's the simple things that we long for in those moments. Mm, Love it. Check out findingjoy.net, guys, if you want to find some joy. Um, it's, to me, it's just an awesome concept. Uh, so let's switch gears. You know, I, I'm, I must admit, I'm a little bit 
I don't know if the word right now is jealous, but I go to your blog right now <laughs> and I see you wrote this post recently. Uh, let me go. It, and it says, when I say recently, I mean yesterday. And it says, 25 things I want my kids to know about Christmas. And on that post, I see this like button and then I see 7,300 likes since yesterday. And when I post something on my blog, I get, you know, 15, 20, 100 maybe likes. We need to dissect what it takes to get posts, to, to get that type of shareability. And also, how do you get that engagement on Facebook? So we're going to talk about that. You have a very specific Facebook strategy. Can you kind of give us the general overview? What does it take to be successful when it comes to Facebook, when it comes to using Facebook to increase engagement? Well, I have three things that I always emphasize with Facebook. Uh, the first thing is you use Facebook to build community. It's For me, it's not about just me, 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 me. It's about building a community where people can come and interact and they, they know what they're going to get when they come to my page or when they see the Finding Joy button come up. So it's community. It's also keeping your page authentic. I think that it's all in the finding my own voice, it was also for the Facebook page, keeping the voice of the page very authentic to the Finding Joy brand. And um, so that would be uh, consistent posts, uh, not all of a sudden coming out of left field with stuff, uh, a consistent time of posting. I don't post more than four times a day, if that. And then the other thing is that the content is consistently, again, it's that consistency, what my readers and whatever we're looking for on that page. So it's going to match the theme, the finding joy, little things matter. But it's also, I use it as a place to uh, share my own life with them so that they know that I'm real, mm. um, that what I'm writing about, I'm going through the same stuff. I'm a mom, I'm dealing with it, I love Starbucks, all of that type of stuff. So it's become this extension of my blog, basically. It's an extension of your blog. So it's 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 a place where people get together in a community because you're working on um, building community. Um, it is authentic, it is consistent, and you're sharing a little bit of well, a lot about yourself. You're sharing your own life so that they can identify with the person behind this brand. I do. I share my own life. Uh, just you know, funny Instagram pictures here and there, not a tremendous amount, but I do just so that they can see like, you know, I, I, I'm going back to Starbucks, but I write <laughs> about Starbucks often in my writing. And so every once in a while, I'll share something like that, a picture of that, or I will share things, uh, news items that I find um, are encouraging and are consistent with what my brand is. So maybe it's a video that I find that this will really bless people if they read it, because the truth is, that I recognize that everybody is very busy and I consider it an honor um, when they stop to go to my page or to read things or to comment. And I'm very conscientious of the fact that they blessed me with time from their day to write on my site and on this page. Okay. And I like what you said about the building community where it's not just, you know, you're the one that's sharing information, but they're also contributing. Yes, very much so. I love more than anything to see the interaction in the comments and the the, the contribution between readers and all of that. I also write a little bit about um, celiac disease and gluten-free living because I have a son with that. And there are very strong um, re uh, encouragement and readers where they will just post links about 
you know, a gluten-free product that they've learned. And I, I love that this has become a community and a place where that whole lifestyle can also be discussed. Gotcha. Okay, love it. So I am someone, well, you know, let's uh, take my very specific example. I am on Facebook with my biology blog. It is Interactive Biology um, on Facebook. And I want that when someone comes to my page, they feel as if they're a part of a community. There's a consistent message and all that good stuff. Where do I begin? Where do you begin? Well, first of all, I think we're going to go back to the word consistency because Facebook uh, thrives on consistency. You need constant engagement on your page to keep your page showing up in the stream. So what one of the first things I tell people is you need to develop um, a consistent strategy so that your readers know when you're going to be posting. So for in my instance, in my site, I, my readers are primarily moms. So I know that the times for me to share would be in the morning, in the afternoon during nap time, never during the five o'clock hour because that's kind of the crazy hour in families, and then also again in the late evening. So you want to start to look at your own audience and find when are they interactive on Facebook, uh, and that's a good start to start to get the pulse of your readers. And how do you figure that out? How do you figure out when they're online? Well, there's trial and error, but also on the Facebook um, their analytics, uh -huh. they do list times of days where it's more interactive. I don't know how much you've explored their insights, yeah. but it's an amazing amount of information that you can gather from your insights. And I started kind of looking at that. But more than that, I just began to observe when the interactions took place. When were the posts most like widely received? And it was just through that kind of you know, learning process that I discovered what was best for my site. Gotcha. So if I go to my um, my biology page um, right now that I'm managing, I mm -hmm. can click on Facebook Insights, and then I went to Posts, and I see um, the times when people are going to be most active. And I see that, uh, for some reason, a lot of my fans are more active right around noon. Interesting. Lunchtime. They have uh, you know mobile phones. I, don't, I'm, I have noticed for my own self that a very high amount of traffic and shares are through mobile. So that might be an interesting thing to look at, which also makes me very conscious of even my website being very mobile-friendly because uh -huh. I would say it's getting close to half of all page views are mobile now. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm seeing actually between 9 and noon is when I get the peak. I guess, you know, the students are in school and they're like, oh, man, I'm in school. I don't want to listen to the teachers. Let me check online. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <Right>. but, <laughs> but you can use that and you can also test. I, th I think that's a big part of what you're seeing. Just you're, you're posting regularly and you're seeing when do you typically get the most engagement. Exactly. It's testing, um, just, just trial and error. I I learned a lot just by observing other people, observing other Facebook strategies, and then just putting to test what I knew, and the whole time being very respectful of the readers that are there. Because again, it's a gift for them to give up their time to come over. Gotcha. All right. So first of all, we figure out when people are gonna, when people are most likely likely to engage, and we we come up with consistent content. Now, in terms of consistent content, I know that there are all kinds of opinions out there about how often you should be posting to your page. Now, you said you like to post around four times a day. Is there a specific reason for that? Well, I think partially for me, I um, because I don't share, I'm not a deal blogger and I'm not sharing that type of, of information, I feel like um, 
that's just what's worked. I, I, I feel like I'm not getting into their Facebook stream too much. I don't want them to see it and go, oh, there's that finding joy again. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's kind of antithetical to the brand. So I just, I've discovered that that works out well. I'll post in the morning with my new post, if I do a new post, and then I'll post again in the afternoon. And I have a different strategy with how I post then. We can go into that too. And then I post again in the evening. And in between there, I might share something like a link that I like or um, uh, Instagram picture or something like that. But that's just what I've discovered works for this community. And it's, again, it's trial and error and really learning the pulse of your community. Okay, so I'm hearing very specific things here. You say if you post something in the morning on your blog, you'll post that first thing in the morning. Um, in the afternoon, you might post something else interesting. Later on, you might post an Instagram picture. Are you consistent with that so that someone knows, hey, she's posting around 3 o'clock today or whatever the case might be. It's going to be an Instagram picture, or do you mix it up? Sometimes I mix it up. I, you know, if I get a really great, clever, funny Instagram picture, I'll throw it up. Or if I find a post, an Inst a Pinterest pin with a quote, my readers love quotes. There's okay. something very inspiring about quotes. And I, I believe that that's part of the strategy for your Facebook page is to create content that your readers want to share. It's content that your readers actually feel good about sharing on their stream because they feel like by sharing it, they're blessing their friends in another way. And so that's always in the back of my head strategy with the content that I share is, is this something that the person that's reading this will want to share with somebody else? Because that's how you achieve that viral effect is through the shares, the comments, and the likes. So I'm conscious of that with everything that I post on Facebook. Okay, so people love sharing those quotes and you're conscious of that. So you post quotes that someone in your community will want to share. Exactly. Do you, and what I, go ahead, exactly. no, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is I'm also very um, generous with content. I have discovered that for me, part of building my brand and building my own platform is, you know, I've got this book coming out in the spring. And so I really want a strong community behind me. And so because of that, I work really hard on building the community, and part of that is giving content. So the second post that I do during the day, I will share just a link on the top and then a very long section or a longer section of the content that I've written that I feel resonates, that I feel like people will want to share, and then I share a picture. So it's a very specific strategy that uh, with the intent of maybe not even driving traffic to my blog at that point, mm. but driving traffic to my page. Gotcha. So it's not necessarily about getting them to the blog. It's about giving them the content. And whether they get that content on your blog or on the page, they're still getting it. Exactly. And I, what I feel I gain at that point is I have gained the trust of another reader. And then I have also gained the ability to share more information with them which they, which again, viral, it's got that exponential growth factor. And, you know, I'll share more information and then they can go to the blog. When I share the um, post with the link and the longer piece of content, I always put here's the full post length or read the rest of them at the top so that there is a hook and a reason to drive people to go to my site as well. Okay. Uh, if there's a delay in me answering, it's because I'm writing down so much valuable <laughs> information that I'm, I, you know, by everyone that's listening, by the end of this 
interview. I expect to be a Facebook guru that's going to go out there and take over the Facebook world for biology. So no pressure on Rachel or anything of that sort. But so far, she's delivering that, and I'm very excited. Okay, so you said um, uh, this second post, most likely the second post, you said you might it might just be a link. You have a longer section of the content that would resonate and then a picture. Is yeah. that the, 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 the type of post you make every time you are trying to get people to come back to your site with a specific link? Or do you also vary that? Um, I vary it. But I, you know, that when I think back to it, I am quite specific about my primary strategy with Facebook is to get the share um, more than almost some of the likes because when it is shared, it re-enters the stream in a different way. And when it's shared, you know, there's some social proof to or social pressure that people see like, well, this has been shared this many times, I I need to share it. It's kind of that process. Uh, So I have that. Um, As far as, so, but I, I guess when, to answer your question, I'm very specific about the order that I share my posts. Now, I might reshare just the link of with the post where the image pops up and the new way Facebook parses images mm-hmm. uh, again at nine o'clock at night. Uh, or I might take a quote from the post and make it into a, you know, a quoted image to, in that way and then share the link. But I, um, I, I, I kind of switch it up, but it's also fairly consistent because I, I do want that consistency so people know what to expect. So they're not coming and all of a sudden I've got something completely random because once they're gone, they're gone, and I don't want to lose them. Okay, so you, you've, you've kind of said these things already, but I'm going to ask this just so that I can write it down again yes. um, in a very specific way. You said that you have a very specific, you're very specific with the order. Mm-hmm. What is that specific order for you when it comes to your posts on Facebook? Well, I will take you through the process of a new post okay. because I do not post uh, new posts uh, every day. So if I do a new post... I will start off the day with a lot of times even tagging it as a new post because I do share a lot of older content, which also gets shared. But I think people get excited when there's new content. Okay. So in the morning, I will share uh, with new post and I will write something personal about the post. I typically don't take a quote from it. And then I will um, put the link on it. And so Facebook will pull up the post. And then I will actually remove the hyperlink from the top of the post so that it will just be my personal information. And then, you know, Facebook will still pull the post underneath. That's my first share. Okay. Okay. So you post the link. You mm-hmm. say, you indicate that it is a new post so that people can know it's not something that you're just recycling. You put right. a personal message, something that is not in that post. So it's not a quote. Right. Um, you put the link there. And once it loads it up, you remove that link. I do. Okay, so that you're not seeing the URL, but when you click on the image, it takes you to the the page? Yes, that is exactly what I do. Gotcha. Okay, so this is your first share. That's my first share. So yesterday I wrote that post about Christmas Uh and the 25 things. So all I did was new post, and then I wrote, today I made a list of 25 things that I want my kids to know about Christmas. It's not about stuff hashtag motherhood. That's all I did. That post um, yesterday morning, it has 287 shares right now. Nice. Yes. Okay. So this is too, this is too much. I love it. So this is your first share of the morning and you're doing this around nine o'clock in the morning. I am. 
Now, I am going to tell you one other thing I think is very important about this. The open graph thing, I talk about it at Blogging Concentrated as well, but open graph is really, uh, to me, it's the kind of directional signs for your blog, for Facebook to know what to do with your blog. And it's very important to have open graph set up correctly for your site so that Facebook knows how to, to, to what to do with your site. And uh, I don't know, if, Leslie, if you've gone to share a link before and different images will pull up and you think, uh -huh. that's not even the image that I want. Yep. And uh, I, I found that on really large sites as well, news sites, that it, it pulls up a random image and it cuts it off or there's no text. And if you set your open graph up correctly on your site, then you have control over specifically what is shared. You have control over the picture that will be shared. You have control over the text that will be shared and all of that. So it's incredibly important to have your open graph set up correctly so that you have a higher ranking or higher, more power on Facebook. Okay, and I know that you and Dan from Blogging Concentrated, um, you put together a video on exactly how to do that. So what we're going to do is if you come back to the episode, this is the first homework assignment, come back to this podcast episode. I'm not sure what number it's going to be, but if you go to becomeablogger.com slash Rachel Martin, you're going to get to the show notes for this episode, and it's going to have the video showing you exactly how to set up your open graph so that the picture is exactly the picture you want it to be and the text is exactly the text that you want it to be and is that something you set for each individual post or you just set it once and it does it exactly how you want it to do well you need to set it once specifically for your site because there are some tricks and little uh, tags it's kind of uh, tags in that that you want set up correctly for so that Facebook knows how to read your site if it doesn't know what your site is then it doesn't know how to even categorize it and Facebook is so dependent upon relevance and interaction and all of that. So not having your site optimized for Facebook, it, you're, you're already kind of starting out behind. So this is very important for websites to uh, follow the Facebook rules is basically the way I look at it. Awesome. So we were talking about your first share in the morning. Um, you, you put new posts, you do something personal, you put the link, you remove the link. Um, mm -hmm. But it, by that time, it has grabbed the picture, it has grabbed the content that you wanted to grab, and also it is clickable so that when someone clicks on that picture, they go to the post that you wrote. So that's your first share. What's next? Yes. My, my second share? Yes. My second share is typically, again, around a little afternoon where I will take a link and I will just do, for my case, I just use a bit.ly link and I will put that at the top and I will put like, uh, here's the full link with an arrow and then there'll be the link. And then I will take a longer section of content from the post that's on my site and share that. So with the 25 things I want my kids to know about Christmas, I put here are 10 of the 25 and then I put it in quotes and I'll list 10 of them. And I want it so that that content is so valuable to others that they want to share it, where they feel good saying, look, look at this, read this. And then I'll put the picture, uh, the same picture that will uh, parse for the other post, but I'll put the full size picture up at the bottom of it. So it's a little bit different strategy than just doing the link at that point. Okay. So I'm a little confused. You said you put a bit.ly link at the top and then yes. the full link. What's the purpose of putting both versions of that link? Uh, oh, I only do the bit.ly link. I, I will put here is the, the full link or here is the if you want to read the full story. I guess ah, I should have used that gotcha. word. So, so I want them um, and I always put that at the top. Um, sometimes I've seen people that will put the 
the link to the if they share a picture, the link down low. Uh-huh. Well, the trick is if if somebody shares the picture, that Facebook will only show the top two or three lines of the text underneath it. So I want if my picture is shared, that people see that there's a link right away on that shared picture gotcha. because it's a little bit more tricky. It's a, there's another step to getting to the site at that point. So that's exactly the opposite to what I've been doing um, <laughs> because I oh. usually put the, the, the content first and then I put the link at the bottom. And sometimes you have to click on that read more to even see the link. Right. I don't want them to have, I want as few clicks as possible. Gotcha. So I will put the link absolutely first also so that anybody that's scrolling through the picture, let's say what's that 25 Post, you know, things for the Christmas is that they think, wow, I really like these 10. I wonder what the other ones are. And the link is right there. So they don't have to search because I think once people have started having to search for something, you, you kind of lose interest at that point. Gotcha. All right. So that's your second share of the day. That's a little afternoon. You put the link at the top. Um, you have a longer section and then you have a picture, but it might be the full picture, not just the part that was parsed out from the open graph thing when you put it the first time. Is that correct? It is. It's the full picture. It's the image that I would use that I um, for Pinterest as well. All of my images on Facebook are Pinterest friendly and they're so that there's a consistent theme and thread among all of it. Awesome. Okay, so that is your second post. Then where do we go from there? Well, then the third post, well, it kind of depends upon my day with the kids, but a lot of times I will either share an Instagram picture of me. I found Instagram very highly valued for my brand, that I found it's a way to build that consistent authenticity that I want with my brand and the fact that I talk about there's no perfect, there's only real. Uh, So I, I have that. So I'll either share an Instagram or I'll share a, a Pinterest pin with a quote that I think is relevant, or I will share content of mine that's uh, older content that I think will fit in with the uh, the overall arc or the theme that we're talking about for the day on my site. Okay, so that's it, that one kind of depends on the day, kind of depends on the mood or what you're doing at the time. Um, it might be an Instagram picture of you doing something with your kids, or a Pinterest pin or something of that sort. Right. It's just something, honestly, that I want to, um, I'm willing to share a little bit about my life with them. So I, this past weekend, my brother had a baby, so I became an aunt again. And I shared a picture of me at the hospital with uh, looking at my new niece, because that I felt that that's something that's a finding joy moment in my own life or that I wanted to share, or like I use the hashtag little things matter. So those are the type of moments and events that I want to share because I really emphasize uh, looking for the good and the moments in life. And you try to make sure that, well, I guess this is a question. Do you try to make sure that those personal things that you're sharing are related to what your blog is about? Absolutely. Very much so. Everything uh, that's personal real uh goes back and matches uh what my site is about like for instance with my new niece violet being born i i ended up with the hashtag that it was you know finding joy because it really was a finding joy moment so that was something that i felt was something in my own life i could share uh or the quotes that i share i i put one about on thanksgiving about being thankful and happy there again they resonate with the voice and the um brand and the authenticity that I want on my site. 
Love it. Okay. So, you know, one of the things that I'm thinking when I'm hearing all of this is you really got to be passionate about what you're blogging about um, because you got to be heavily involved in, in, in uh, for you, it's finding joy. And I can see how that can be. You can find joy in all types of little things. But for me, with biology, I need to be so passionate about biology that even in my personal life, I have things to share that's relevant to biology. Well, I think you could, there could be some really fascinating segues that you could do with biology in your own life, in just things, uh, ways that you're observing life that could bring a personal aspect to you, to your biology site. I, I, I believe that people are looking for that type of connection between people, and that could be a, a strong way for, you know, I, I, you know, you're going on a walk and you notice something that's relevant to biology, that you you take a picture and you share it, and you share why it was it mattered to you or it was important or why it's important to your Facebook page and stuff like that. And it gives the people that read your page uh, a glimpse into who you are a little more. I love it. Into who I am. Typing everything out furiously. <laughs> All right. So that's your third post of the day. I like that post. It's kind of, pers- well, it's more personal. It's more in some ways engaging because it pulls them into who you are. Um, not that the rest aren't engaging, but that's your third post. Yes. And there's one more. Typically I'll do another one at night. I will gauge the traffic of my posts from the day. So yesterday I noticed, wow, there's a lot of interaction and a lot of shares, uh, on that post on Christmas. So then I thought I'm going to reshare that post because there's a different, uh, section of readers that read during the day and at night. So I, I feel like that's okay to repost and reshare it uh, at that point in the day. So I will share the content again. So like last night I wrote, I'm humbled at the overwhelming response to this post. And then I just shared the link again. And I thanked them because I think that's another great part of uh, managing and um, building community is being very thankful for the people that are part of your community. Awesome. Okay, so we we basically just dissected your four posts of the day, and this is on a day that you've you've actually posted something on your blog, and how you go about sharing that. Do you find one of the things that I find, and this is probably because I'm doing it the wrong way, and I'm seeing a number of ways where I could improve what what I'm doing. I find that when I just post on Facebook and ask a question. I get a significant amount of engagement, much more than if I just post a link to an article or something that I find re- interesting online. I find that more people get involved when I ask a simple question or I do like a fill in the blank or something of that sort. What What is your perspective where that's concerned? Well, first I'll tell you that there is no wrong way. So okay. it's, all, it's we- all learning and all discovering. All right, uh, sounds but I, good. I, I have... <laughs> I have the same uh, response as well. If I ask a question or one time I said, describe motherhood to me in one word. And the response was uh, in the thousands at that point. And I, I think the cool thing about like when you were talking about a fill in the blank is it's easy to respond. You know, you're just, you know, some people responded like with five words and I, you know, I made the rule one word, but it's something that's easy to respond that people want to respond. They feel like they're contributing to the community as a whole. And I strongly believe that we all have different, uh, we all have a voice and we all want to be heard in different ways. And sometimes it can be something like that where it's, it's a simple question where people want to share and give information. And 
So questions work, the fill in the blank works. One time I asked like how to get extra iron into my son Samuel's diet because again, they all know that you know I have this son with uh, that has celiac disease and the response was just overwhelming. I was very humbled by the amount of people that went out of their way to think of different options for me. Awesome. And you know, that was, uh, there was something that I was going to ask because we're talking about all the shares that you're doing throughout the day. And I was, I wanted to find out more about that building of the community and how do you do that the right way? Because yes, now we're getting great content out there that people are finding value in, but how do you get them to engage with each other, to engage with you and those types of things? Well, for the community aspect of this is Everybody that replies, or I, I try, because it's if you know you have comments on a blog, and it sometimes yeah. it gets overwhelming. But I really do try to leave a response to a reader that replies on my Facebook page, and in that response, I I will tag them specifically uh, in the response, thanking them for it, uh, offering a little bit of insight, and I'll also like it. Now, part of it is if we're looking at an overall Facebook strategy. For me, honestly, it's just about thanking them. But in the overall Facebook strategy, when you tag somebody in there, it re puts it it puts it back into the stream of relevance again. Mm. It keeps the engagement up. So I think it's very important to respond and to create the community and to to thank people in that way. Okay, so make sure that when you're responding to people, you're not just giving them the answer, but you're tagging them because then that alerts them that hey, they've been tagged, they've been mentioned, and then they want to see. Wh who's mentioning them and what that individual is saying. Exactly, exactly. They, they're tagged. And then if it's shared, like uh, you can click on the share icon where if someone shares your content. And I, if I have the ability, some people's shares, they're hidden. But if I have the ability to like it, I will like it. And if they have, I have the ability to comment on a post of mine that somebody has shared, I will always comment saying, th thank you for sharing this. I appreciate it, Rachel. From and then I will tag Finding Joy at that moment. Okay, so <laughs> I love it. So you, when you are okay, so I go to my post right now. Uh, let's say I have a post on Facebook. I'm going back to my interactive biology page. Um, the numbers aren't going to be as high as yours in terms of the shares, but I I can see that um, if I scroll down to one of my recent posts, 13 people shared it. So I can click on the show shares, which I'm doing right now, and I can see those individuals that have shared it. Right. You're not commenting right there? On, um, are, you, are you going to the individual post as yourself, or are you responding right there as, um, the, as the page? I typically, honestly, have responded. Sometimes I haven't responded as the page. Sometimes I've actually responded with my own self. Uh, and that's why so it'll, it'll show my little Facebook icon or whatever uh -huh. um, picture. And then I'll say, thank you so much for sharing. Like what I said, Rachel. And then that's where I will tag my page. Uh, at that point, I do it that way uh, for a couple reasons. Uh, because they shared it. And at that point, I just want to um, extend the thanks so that it's not just my, you know, finding joy icons so that they can see that it was me thanking them. Do you? But I'll. Uh, but go I, ahead, no, know, go brings ahead. them back to my page as well. Do you find yourself being concerned at all about the? I mean, when you if you go and respond to them as yourself, then they're most likely, or some of them are gonna add you as a friend, and and you you may or may not want to be connected with that individual on Facebook. Do you think about that at all, or do you just do it? And just, you know, you're putting yourself out there and you're okay with that. 
Well, yes and no. I, I never really share, uh, like if there's a picture on my personal page, I will always download it first and re-upload it onto my Finding Joy page uh-huh. simply because otherwise they can scroll through your own personal stream. So I'm pretty careful and conscious about protecting uh, my privacy in that way. But I have also discovered that the more I have content shared and the more that uh, my site grows, the more people can find me no matter what. Yeah. And so I've just decided I'm going to be very open and transparent, but also be as safe as I can in the same process. Gotcha. And that's something that I've come to the conclusion of myself because, you know, in the past, I used to get a bunch of people sending me friend requests on Facebook and I used to deny them all. But at this point, you know, I see my life as an open book. Some people are going to like it. Some people are not going to like it. And that's okay with me. Of course, you want to you want to be smart about what you're doing for yourself, for your family and all that kind of stuff. But I definitely hear where you're coming from. Okay. Yes. So we are building community. We're responding to the people that are responding. Um, we are we're liking when they're sharing. We're commenting when they're when they're sharing and all those types of things. So we're building engagement. Is there anything else we need to be keeping in mind when it comes to this overall Facebook strategy? Well, I think, again, it's it's learning what's best for your community and your site. Again, different sites have different goals. If I was doing deals or um, have, sharing different types of content, I would probably have to look at my strategy a little bit different. But the biggest thing is, like you and I talked about, the likes, the comments, and the shares. And for me and my site, uh, the number one driver is creating content that I believe that people want to share. Uh, and so that's what I'm constantly, I, I go through when I write and through the process of writing, uh, specifically to what type of content do I see that people share on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Uh, like the 23, you know, 25 things, lists, posts are shared often. Uh, again, the images, I, I spend a great deal of time creating an image that captures somebody in the midst of scrolling through a, you know, a stream with many images. Awesome. So much value there. What are you working on right now? Tell us all about it. Well, I'm in the process of final, well, getting, I have a book that's going to be coming out in the spring. I have letters, these dear mom letters that got put into an ebook uh, last year. It started off with constantly getting requests for this, these letters put into an ebook. And then, uh, we worked together to get these letters put into an ebook, and then they got into an ebook, and almost immediately, I found out the number one request I got was, "I would love to have this in hardcover version." <laughs> and so, at that point, we realized there's a great deal of demand for this. And as of about a month ago, I signed a contract, and I have my dear mom letters, the ebook, being put into a book and an audio and all of that, which should be hopefully coming out this spring. It's revised and expanded as well. Ooh, and what are these Dear Mom letters? Uh, they are letters. They're like open letters that I've written to mothers um, about motherhood in general. I wrote one that was on the Huffington Post recently that's going to be in my new book that's uh, to the tired mom. And it's not about all these type of solutions and all of that, but it's really, again, cutting through the clutter and just celebrating at the core motherhood and, and what it um, what a significant role it, it plays in the lives of our, the children. Awesome. And they can find out more about that when it's coming out and all that stuff at findingjoy.net, right? 
yes, the the ebook is always for sale on FindingJoy.net, and the the process of the book right now it's a very exciting time. Uh, so that you know, I'm hoping we're really pushing hard for Mother's Day to have it ready to go. Awesome. Well, you know, I I have probably more notes on this uh, interview than I've had on any interview to this point. So thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on here and delivering so much value to my audience. Well, thank you. You're it's been well- a delight. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, guys, you want to check out what she's doing? You know where to go, findingjoy.net. If you want to find some joy in your life, especially if you're a, if you're a mother, even a tired mom or whatever type of mom you are, you want to go over to FindingJoy.net and check out what she has going on. And, of course, you want to like them on Facebook. She's Finding Joy blog on Facebook, so you want to check her out. Uh, this, this podcast, I hope you're enjoying it. If you are, you know what to do, please go ahead and leave me a review on iTunes. Every time I read a review, a positive review, a five-star review, it gives me that nice googly googly feeling and i like to have that nice googly googly feeling so go ahead and and leave it that's one weird explanation if you want to start your blog and grow it so that you can create content inspire others and even change the world head on over to freebloggingvideos.com where i show you exactly how i've built my blogs into successful online businesses how many others have done it and how you can do the same so freebloggingvideos.com it's free actionable and awesome that's it for this episode until next time take care and god bless Three, five, two, four, one, four.